What's up, everybody? This is TJ from Just Plain Filthy and the Indie Movement. Every Friday, we try to bring you a different episode, whether it be Just Plain Filthy or whether it be the Indie Movement. But this week, we did something a little bit different. See, my friends, the Uncut Podcast, originally had a guest lined up, but for some reason or another, they could not make it. So, in order for them to have content, as well as us to have content this week, that we were going to team up. We're going to talk about what they talk about. We're going to talk about what we talk about. We're talking about nostalgia. We're talking about awesome indie wrestling events. We're talking about AEW. We're talking about Impact. We're taking a look at everything that's been happening and some major headlining things that happened in the world of independent wrestling. So please sit back, enjoy, put your headphones on, turn up that volume, and get ready for the uncut Let's go. It's the Uncut Wrestling slash Indie Movement Podcast with your boy, the Ace Stick White, joined by the guy who makes those all those badass videos, Yeah, TJ Vegas <laughs> from the Indie Movement. What's going I, on, brother? I was literally just about to go, hey, that's a nice looking video you got there. <laughs> and the guy's <laughs> voice at the beginning, just chef's kiss. Yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> I bet he's really fucking handsome. I bet he's ridiculously good looking. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So what's up, man? How you been? Ah, pretty good. Um, I've been doing nothing but promoting events and sharing clips and working on a new series of things called Wrestlers You Should Know for TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all that. Those have been so But uh, I haven't been able to like sit down and watch too many things over the last week. So we're I've really going to like harp UCW. on what the fuck I've actually watched because that's all I got. Dude, I've watched I watched the two GCW shows last weekend and then I went on my day off. I, I spent like four hours watching old IWA Mid South. <laughs> Just like from the when the Reed Bentley beat Murdoch for the belt. That was I watched like those two shows in hopes that one day they'll put the show after that on that I was on. But you know, we'll see. Nick Manawa hit me up. I like came home today and I was like, I'm going to watch some wrestling shows that I need to catch up on. They had Black Label Pro's return show with Trey Lamar versus Anthony Henry as the opening match. Wait. And, and I was like, yeah. And then know what I did? I watched Down With The Sickness 2015. I mean. And I was like, I could have watched that whenever. Like, Dude, I, that's fuck? literally, that. that is my life. This is why me and you, like, polar opposite for kindred spirits, dude. Because I will literally, I'll be like, all right, cool. New wrestling open. Let's go. <laughs> and then it's like, but wait, there's a CCW show from 2011 that I remember watching. All right, I'm going to watch that instead. It's like, oh my God, I want to see Biff Busick beat the shit out of Sozio so badly. Let's rewatch that. I want to I watch the the uh, overly protected weed whacker shot that Sozio took in Cage of Death. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, when Black Jesus on the, on the Uncut podcast next week, Definitely is going to come up. <laughs> Are you just going to nonchalantly announce it right now? Look, man, it's we're splitting this. I don't know when I'm going to get my shit in, so I got to all, right, all in that. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I was going to bring. I was going to say when Black Jesus like fucking hung Sozio in the ring for a little bit. Oh, dude, Black like, Jesus beat the shit out that. But boy. I was like, I don't want to bring up Sozio because that's going to allude to something. And then you're like, when he's on the podcast next week, and I was like, bruh. 
when you mean you know when when my good friend Black G's is on the show next week? When I was on the phone with Rodney Mack and Jazz, and we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was the, the best part when we were in that group chat. I was like. Yeah, man. So I got off the phone with JD Drake, and then I got on the phone with Rodney and Jazz, and then after that, God, dude, I had to text AC back. It was a whole situation, you know. Alex Kane had to retweet me. It was wild. Uh, yeah, the struggles of being Nick White. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. I'm not as popular as Matt Minnick, but like, I got my moments. I'm popular in the indie wrestling circuit, just not on it, social media. It is funny to me. Before we get into like actually talking about indie wrestling how many times i bring you up on the shows because i always like to give you your shout outs after the videos and like i appreciate that it helps you randomly do come up during the show sometimes and people are like oh yeah i remember tj he made a video for me back in like 2014 (laughs) like when we had carry off on and i brought you up he's like he was like one of the first fans of the cardies yeah dude i love that dude i wanted to i i so wish i was on that episode because i was gonna be like Literally, I made the indie movement in like late 2013, almost 2014. And the first like three people that hit me up was uh, Josh Shooter from Australia, Carrie Awful and Nick Iggy, yeah. and the Hooligans. I miss the Hoolies. Those were the th- first three people that hit me up and was like, hey, can you help me get this show out there? Or can you really help me make a hype video or something? And I'm like, hell yeah. And then I talked to them forever until they all just kind of like fizzled out in their own little way. Dude, and I've just been like, oh, holy shit, it's them again. And I'm dude, now I, investing. I, I love that the Cardis, like they're not doing their union, but I love that Nick is back. Um, I've, I've been trying to get him on the show, but you know, you know how life is. Yeah. Um, I miss Devin and Mason so much, though, man. Had like, when, when I managed Phil, like so many good matches against those guys. And just hanging out with them in locker rooms. And, like, for two dudes who look like complete fucking bums, so fucking smart and so fucking talented. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. I think I've talked to Devin way more than I've talked to Mason. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it is. Devin's really more the talker. I feel like he's, yeah, he's the more social butterfly of the two. Yeah. Uh, I miss everybody from Viking War Party. I was talking to Jake for a little bit. And then once he started doing uh, Warhorse stuff more prominently, it was like, uh, I don't really talk to him anymore. But like back in the day, I would talk to like all of them and it'd be like, hell yeah, you guys need help getting shit out there? I miss when when uh, Warhorse used to do the uh, pictures, like he would draw the pictures of his opponents before matches, but they were just stick figures. Yeah. And somehow he was always the same size as Alex and he had a huge dick, which is Made me laugh every fucking time. Oh, he was doing it days. today on Twitter. He was making NFTs, and it was like there's a snake in my boot, and it's just a boot hanging off his dog. I fucking the guy is it's a like, genius. It's like That's this is the weirdest dose of nostalgia that I could ever have. The, I think me and you have had this conversation about guys that if they were six foot two instead of five foot six, would make a million fucking dollars. Yeah, more horses that fucking guy to a T. Like, so charismatic, so fucking good, but just, like, doesn't have that size that appeals to, you know. I mean, AEW is better with that shit, but. Yeah. I don't know. They're like, you got ability, cool. You don't need to be, like, six foot five, like, 280-pound brick shithouse to, like, keep you go, then go. Daniel Garcia made a bit of dynamite last night. (laughs) I mean, 
I was so happy watching that entire thing. Even if he didn't win, I was so happy. Dude, it was funny because like we were waiting on the guests that never showed up last night. And uh so I had the TV on mute and I had and I of course it was the guy who I would have loved to talk about fucking Danielson versus Garcia with. But anyway, uh, I had it on mute, like right behind the computer that I film on, and I'm just watching it like Probably with Robbie in the other fucking window, just like we're talking, but I'm staring at the TV the whole time. <laughs> Gotta get that product placement in there. Sponsor me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna... Unofficially sponsored by Zebra Cake Rolls and Squirt tonight. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't you fucking dare pull out an RC Cola. I will come down there. I, man, do you know how close I was? I walked by the machine on the way to my car and was like, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. I've rubbed it in your face enough. The last time I rubbed it in your face, I think my car broke down the same day. So I was like, you know what? Maybe never again. <laughs> I cursed you. You did. Usually that's Ryan Klobuchar's gimmick is to curse me, but I think it was you that day. It's Danhausen. I don't have enough room to do the whole thing, but. <laughs> so uh, what do we have on the on the what itinerary is, today? Let's, let's, dude, I, I mean, I think I'm the guest on your show, and you're the guest on mine, but it's my streamyard, so. What'd you watch this weekend? Okay. So the only thing I really have notes for just because I don't want to watch it multiple times and take up all my fucking time that I have to watch things, watching this one show repeatedly. Uh, I watched Roseland two, the prestige show, like their comeback show. Yeah. I guess it's their first show since 2019. Yeah. Those guys hit me up about uh, sponsorships and I really, I fucked up, dude. Because when I saw that card, I'm like, fuck. Or yeah, could have been attached to this. It's dude. If you watched the show, you would have been like, "Damn, I really should have." Yeah. Um. First, the match of the whole thing was Nick Wayne, the new signee to AEW. Uh, he Same. he faced off against Ethan HD, all yeah. caps. Okay. Um, yeah. This is he should take the <laughs> Uh, Wayne and Ethan they played their roles perfectly. Wayne was like the white hot baby face, you know, was playing everything by the rules, get the people all pumped up. Ethan, as soon as they realize he's getting momentum, he's like, nah, son, cut you down. Nobody gets exciting shit. I'm the <laughs> one that does exciting shit. I love it. Um, so it was really good. Uh every time you think that Wayne was gonna be victorious, it would be like a small roll up the here, smaller up there. Um, surprise roll up actually costed Nick Wayne. Uh, he got his tights pulled. He classic heel move. The crowd fucking hated Ethan HD for that. And I was like, you know what? Props does not just made him an even bigger heel and got the sympathy for, for Nick Wayne and which makes him a bigger face by proxy. So it can only get better from there. So that show, that show was in Washington, right? Which is, that's where Nick um, Wayne's from. Port, Portland, Oregon, I think. Okay. But like that that Pacific Northwest, that's yeah. Nick Wayne territory, so. Yeah. But that's also Ethan HD territory. Okay. Because he, he's from a West Coast Wrestling Connection originally. Him and, okay. uh, I believe it was Nick, something, sent Matt Santiago. Okay. They were known as the American Guns. Okay. Yeah, so it was them like a while ago, but I don't know what the hell happened to him, but Ethan HD stayed around. So uh, after that, there was a hype package showing the people that are coming to Prestige rather soon. One of them being Miyu Yamashita, 
one of my favorite fucking Joshi oh, people that. of all time, crushed by kick. One of the people that can throw a high roundhouse kick, maybe even better than Malachi Black. Ooh, maybe, man. maybe. There's a lot of big words there. Hey, I'll I'll throw that out there. <laughs> Not everyone can be a fucking hitter. Um, but next after that, they had Warhorse versus Funny Bone. Okay, those. Okay, we already talked about how much I love Warhorse. Funny yeah. Bone is another dude that I don't understand how he's not huge. Dude, yeah, great look, great fucking talent. His entrance alone is this money. Uh, I, I mean, I guess there's only so much room. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if everybody was making money, then like nobody yeah, would be able to afford to put one. fucking shows on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds like a dig, but I mean... No, it's like, no, I mean, dude, somebody's got to work the Indies. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it sounds rough when you say it like that, but you're like, if everyone's like a big star and everybody's like worth so much money, nobody can bring shows around, which means nobody can see this person. So it's... That's true. It's both like, you kind of look at it economically and you also have to look at it like talent-wise. Um... But Funny Bone versus Warhorse was really good. It was very fun, very hard hitting. Uh, the crowd was super invested right from the get go. The entrances had people standing and cheering and clapping and stomping. And you would think the match has already gone on for like thirty minutes at that point, but no, it's just the fucking entrances. Um, yeah, the the ring announcer was like, "Okay, Funny Bone, you're still doing your entrance. Okay, <laughs> waiting." She's like, "And." Funny Bone, you're in the ring now. I can say your name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Warhorse just like strike after strike after strike doing his thing, like psyching himself up, like Ultimate Warrior style. Um, Funny Bone hit two different variations of the Demon Stomp. Almost went for a spike, but didn't quite get it. He ended it with a just a straight up like stomp right to like the heart. Got the one, two, three over Warhorse. It was a great match. Um, crowd ate it up. I believe after that, they had another package showing another person, and it's Maki Ito. The world's cutest professional we, wrestler. We, we stand Maki Ito in these parts. We do. <laughs> Some, somewhere I have a hot pink t-shirt that has a skeleton with pigtails on it. It says Maki Ito. Nice. But I don't know where it is right now. Um, but they played that. I both her and Miyu Yamashita are coming in in May, part yeah. of the new uh Tokyo Joshi Pro partnership that they have. Then we had Alex Shelley versus Dalton Castle. You wanted you had this match originally, but it's not what you got because you yeah, got somebody else in on this, right? Yeah, Alex Shelley, Dalton Castle, and Tom Lawler. Tom Waller came out. He still has the championship for prestige. He says, I've been prestige champion for 1,095 days. I'm not booked on this card. I'm booking myself. Love it. And then he loses to Alex Shelley. Um, the match was insane, as you would expect. A lot oh, of yeah. wrestling, a lot of submissions, a lot of like 
um, deadlift suplexes and shit. It's like what they do. Yeah. Um, Alex Shelley got the win. He is the new prestige champion and makes the announcement that the next show, which is Saturday, I believe, Saturday or Sunday, um, it's going to be all three of them again. But Mike Bailey is in the mix. And it's for the title. So just it's just everybody posts for Mike Bailey, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he he's been a huge deal since coming back to the state. I'm so glad he's back in America. I don't know if he's like here for good. Because him and Veda Scott have a thing. Well, yeah, he's he's but... still living in Canada because like okay. Veda's always posting on like Patreon and Twitter that she's like they go back and forth. Like she goes and visits him and he comes and visits her and then like she goes up and works shows in Canada, and then he comes down and works his American tours. Oh, okay. I was gonna yeah. say if he's living down here full time, like we're gonna get some insane shit like very soon. I mean, we're still getting insane shit. Like he's been on what the GCW shows in Texas a couple weekends ago, Prestige, uh, Battle of Los Angeles. He made it to the finals against Garcia. He's on Impact too. Yeah, which I that's one that's the only like major show I don't watch because I don't have the channel. But yeah. I get to see all the clips on Twitter and shit. So at least I that. got Sling, but I can never watch it like live, and I always have like problems watching it like afterwards because it's hard to find. It's yeah, I, I'll watch it if I go to my brother's and he's recorded it and like AEW is over. It's crazy that things that aren't televised are easier for me to find than things that are televised. Dude, I just—I I mean, I, let's be honest. I watch Dynamite through the TBS app, and I watch Rampage through the TNT app when I get the chance. <laughs> Or I watch our brother's house on Friday nights, but if those fall through, then it's all app. Okay, so right now is my favorite point of the whole entire show, and it was Drexel versus Taya Valkyrie. Okay, look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get it out of my system. I am not a Drexel fan. (laughs) I have my reasons. They may include Zach Monstar, but... (laughs) I'm not a Drexel fan, but the clip you sent me was gold. <laughs> yeah, um, the whole thing happens. Both people make their entrances, and uh, I said it. I I don't remember where I said it, but I said Drexel has a very chop top Sawyer vibe to him of a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I can especially that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, where it's kind of comical. Yeah. Um, he comes out. Everyone's a little creeped out. Ty Valkyrie comes out, place erupts. They're in the middle of the ring. Uh, Drexel asks for a mic, which never happens. So you're kind of intrigued. You're drawn in. And he goes, I didn't want to face you or fight you. I wanted to get this opportunity so you can give me an autograph. I'm a big fan. And everyone's like, I smell bullshittery. And they were right. Because as soon as she goes, you owe me $20 and I'm about to sign the thing. He goes, can you sign it as Frankie Monet? And everybody just goes, you asshole. And he was like, what? I love that character. She has a dog. Dogs are cool. And then she just beats the shit out of him for a solid like two minutes. And it's the most satisfying like three minute span that I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's akin to like when Adam Cole had the whole microphone in PWG and he was like, now facing his opponent ACH. Oops, I mean Cedric Alexander. And then everyone's like, "Boo!" 
ooh, and then it's like, in the event of an uh, that was racist chant, I want everybody to suck my dick. And then he starts doing the dance. <laughs> and, then oh. and Cedric Alexander just kicks him in the face. Yeah, it was similar to yeah. that. It was like, somebody does heal stuff, but then it's like, justice. Yeah, It was so good. Um, in that match, though, there was thumbtacks. There were plenty of chair shots. There was a door that was lined with roses that said Taya's name on it, which was cool. Um, and at the very end, somebody in a mask comes out, uh, helps Drexel. Drexel, uh, I don't know if it was ever like an actual pin or if they just threw the match out. I don't really know what happened. I don't remember that part. But then the mask comes off, and it's Athena. Yeah. Athena that versus is... Taya Valkyrie was announced for a later show. And that I think is it's just next money. One. I, think it's, I think it's the one that's like next weekend. So oh, I saw, I, the I saw Blue, so I, I was thinking it was April, but it might be that. Yeah. But that Dude, was yeah, that that was a fucking road warrior pop for Athena. Oh yeah. It's so crazy to see the reaction she's getting. Because like I remember seeing her in like Shimmer and stuff, and yeah, she's like over babyface. But I guess people are just like, God, she got so fucking misused in WWE. It was it's now, a travesty. Dude, it was yeah, really bad. We say it like it doesn't happen to everyone. Though. <laughs> um, then we had Effie and Alley Catch versus uh, MV Young and Dark Sheik. It was a very good match, very solid match. Um, within the first three or four minutes of the match, Dark Sheik pulled us uh, pulled off a uh, split, followed by a dick punch to Effie. Just full Johnny Cage. Yeah, just nice. straight up. Split, ba-pow, right <laughs> to the nuts. Sold it beautifully. Um, for most of the match, it was a pretty solid tag team match. Nothing out of the ordinary, but there was lots of strikes. Um, there was a lot of promiscuous wrestling moves, like laying down people in 69s and, like, asses and faces and, like, you know, like, teabagging people and all that kind of stuff. As well um, uh, Fuck. Danhausen was on commentary. I I don't know how that worked out really. Like he was just kind of like, "Hey, it's not my show." <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty fun. Uh, there was a lot of false finishes. Um, there was a uh, Alley Catch delivers a sit down pal driver to Dark Sheik on top of MV Young, just kind of like doing that whole Rikishi like sit down yeah. thing, which was good. I thought that was going to get the win, but it wasn't. And then we saw the combo that just ended it all. Because if they would have kicked out of this, I would have been pissed. <laughs> um, MV Young and Dark Sheet delivered a double German suplex, followed by double super kicks, and then a doomsday device, and then an awesome bomb where they threw Effie on top of Alley Catch. Al and then Dark Sheet comes off the top and hits a leg drop on one of them. And then they get the one, two, three. So if you yeah. kick out of all of that, that's, that's I'm bad. just going to get angry. <laughs> that's some you're gonna have like, bullshit right there. You're like, I need the win. I'm going to pull out a gun. This is all I have left. <laughs> like, Dude, and big up Dark Sheet, too, because, like, crazy, like, I know you're a big fan from the Hood Slam days, but, like, yeah. for those of us who, who didn't really watch Hood Slam, to see her, like, her GCW run has been crazy. And then, like, She's even gotten WWE pub. I mean, she trained Lita for the Becky Lynch match. 
She's all over the Lita hype package. For and the was a Lynch big match. person for Shotzi Blackheart, too. Yeah, for sure. So, so. like, good for Dark Sheet killing, killing shit. Um, Malachi Black versus Davey Richards. Okay. I mean, hold on. You, I, you just I, have think a, of I have a clip for this. Although it doesn't really fit. I but feel, I I feel like I know what you're doing. You know exactly what it's going to be. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> uh, I was actually expecting the wow. Oh, wait. <laughs> hold on. Do I have the? Oh, I don't have the wow. Ah! I, it's okay. I feel a like lot of people won't know who that is anyway. So. No, nobody would get it. That would be funny to like five of our friends who listen yes. to this. Yeah, we get to, we get to play to the players. Um, <laughs> but it was it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. Lots of kicks. Lots and lots of kicks, lots of elbow strikes, and a lot of like German suplexes. Makes that, sense. That's like all their moveset is roundhouse kicks, rib kicks, knee strikes, German suplex, elbow. I, but, I, miss, I, I miss the old days of Davey Richards when he got really mad at people on Twitter. Yeah, now me. he's just like, eh, things happen. And you're <laughs> it's like, just a what wiener. happened? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is a guy... And I, I hate saying this because I, I want to get him on the show and I can't from one of my Twitter accounts because he has me blocked. Because I, I compared him. What was it? Oh, I was at a... um, oh, What the fuck is the name of that band? Oh, the band's name was King. I don't know if you've heard of them. Like were, King 810? Oh, not King 810. Okay. I knew you were going to say that. Who I've also seen live and they were very good. But uh, no, the band's name was King with a Y. They were opening for 10 years. And it was like the longest set. They only went like 30 minutes, but it felt like it went for fucking ever. You know, you know the bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. So I'm, I'm tweeting while I'm at the show, and I tweeted, this band reminds me of a Davey Richards match. This was like 10 years ago. It's like, this band reminds me of a Davey Richards match. It's going on way too long, and I feel like I really would have enjoyed it 10 years ago. <laughs> and oh, that's so good. And uh, Davy Richards blocked me, <laughs> and I didn't even tag him, which makes it even worse. Now Lindsay I just want to searched his name and saw that uh, tweet. Now I just want to go on Twitter and be like, Davy Richards looks like a jacked up Chris Kattan. He does. He does. You cannot you, touch you said the mango. That in the group chat that one night, and I was like, he looks like mango. <laughs> You cannot touch the mango. Uh, but then at the end of um, the match, uh, I believe, yeah, Malachi Black did his whole thing and he got the win. And it was kind of like, are you going to show me respect? He puts his hand out and David Richards like, I've been doing this so long. I know this fucking trick. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this. And then it was kind of like, he like kombucha girl did a little bit. He was like, huh, maybe? No, and then and then the lights went out, and you're just like, "What? What is this shit?" And then it comes back on, and Brody King's right behind him. Of course he is. And then he just lays him out, and then strike your pose. Everybody's gone. Nice. Oh, dude, King's King's the Black Throat are maybe my favorite tag team right now. Just, just I love beating the shit out of people. That went a lot longer than I expected. That's <laughs> what we do, bro. Um, speaking of Kings of the Black Throne, okay. fucking House of Black gets a new member last night. 
Yeah. Fucking and Buddy Matthews. And when I, I tell you I screamed like a little girl and scared my cats. I didn't think of that originally. Like, it makes sense. And when it happened, I was like, oh. But, like, when the whole thing went off, like, all the lights went off, I was like, we're going to see some weird, like, switcheroo shit. Like, I feel like Again. Pentagon is going to be with them because of yeah. the new look and everything. And Pac is going to be, like, underneath everybody. And it's going to be like, how did this happen? Ooh, voodoo yeah. magic. But I, I thought it was the return of Ray Phoenix. I thought they'd hold off the third member of the House of Black. Like, they'd give the baby faces, like, a little hope. Like, oh, now we've got you outnumbered, motherfuckers. And then next week, it's just... Uh, no, you don't. We got three now. <laughs> but, no, it's now a three on two. So now we get... The, dude, I, I know a lot of people... I saw it on Twitter. A lot of people are shitting on the, the Pac Malachi Black storyline. Like, it's moving too slow for a lot of people. It's, oh, it just seems like it's like a, a vehicle to debut more talent every week or debut new gimmicks. Which is cool. I'm enjoying it. I get where people are coming from. But... I think this six-man tag, which is clearly the end game, which is probably going to happen at Revolution, is going to be the most insane shit fucking ever. I want them to do a promo where it's like, we gave our souls to the devil. And then Buddy Murphy's in the back. He's like, I'm a ginger. I don't even have a soul. I, I hope my <laughs> ultimate hope is Buddy Murphy never talks. Like, he's just standing there in the background like, this is the best they had for me. Yeah, right. Right now, the buddy, the buddy Matthews thing is just like, oh, okay, boss. Yeah, yeah. And Whatever even you last say, night, boss. But I, I like the little things that AEW does, and and a lot of people are like, oh, the, why do they have to have? I've I've literally seen people bitch on Twitter that they're it's there's too people many like that? little details you got to be paying attention to. People bitch like, on Twitter, huh? Yo, yeah, yeah. It's shocking, right? You got to search really hard for it. People wrestling, wrestling fans can point on social so media. <laughs> Who would have thought? It's, it's, it's not as... It's better than wrestling TikTok, at least. Wrestling TikTok is mostly just creators that don't like each other. Wrestling TikTok is just Mr. Professor. That, 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 that is wrestling TikTok. I'm, yeah. God love him. I love just Mr. Professor. Him being God, like, oh, Professor. John Cena doing a thing. Seth Rollins with the drip. Here's my entrance. And then everybody else is just cosplaying. Then the entire WWE just fucking retweets him. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him and his 900,000 followers. <laughs> he knows I love him. He doesn't watch the show anyway. He doesn't care. <laughs> he might. He might see two guys that he knows on it and actually watch it this time. <laughs> yeah. this That's how I do my podcast. I just talk with shit, whatever. I'm like, no one's going to hear this. Dude, I don't want to say out loud what I'm thinking, but let's just say, trust me, there's a lot of episodes where I'm like, well, this is really cool that I'm at least talking to this person. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever going to watch it. Uh, the amount of times I've marked out at my house listening to these things, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Dude, there's so many times. Like, I mean, I don't I don't know if you if you listen to it or if you watch it, but watch me on some of the episodes. I literally sit here like a child for the first 10 minutes. Because yeah, like, you're just like... Watching it for a good chunk of it. The Paul London episode, especially. Just the whole first 20 minutes, I'm just... That was me with the Carrie Awful episode. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Carrie and Plunkett were fun, just because those are, like, I've known them for so long. You know what I mean? Like, 
especially Plunkett. I'm making like fucking insider references from when we were roommates. <laughs> we were roommates. So I just um, died. Anyway, so now, let's talk. We, we, yeah, I, I feel like we're about to say the same thing. Um, no, go ahead. It, we're we kind of dove into AEW, so why don't we just transition to MJF? Dude, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna overblow it because of recency bias. Maybe the best, and it's it's not even a heel turn face turn situation because you know MJF's still gonna do something fucky. Yeah, but just the best. Like somebody, uh, Superplex on TikTok said it best. Uh, he went full syndrome from The Incredibles in that promo. Okay, like. Syndrome became a heel. Syndrome became a supervillain because his hero didn't want to work with him. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, like he became this supervillain because Mr. Incredible was like, I don't need a partner. I don't need your help. And that's what made him evil. MJF became evil. And we finally find out the whole backstory. He becomes this evil asshole because his hero, CM Punk, deserted him. CM Punk being like, oh shit, I just sent this motherfucker to his Joker arc. Exactly. Like, here's here's my villain arc. Thanks, CM Punk. The promo was art. Yeah. The the fucking tears, the the like you're listening to it and you feel bad for the guy who's the biggest heel, maybe in the business. And you're like, I I legitimately feel bad for this guy right now. Like, this is why he's evil, because his hero deserted him in his time of need. And now his hero's back. And and the, the Superplex TikTok, which I don't know if you've seen it, I'll send it to you. I, I hearted it just so I can uh, react to it later, was so genius. Because the whole feud started, because here's MJF, the, the night he finally goes face-to-face with CM Punk in the ring. And he's like, oh my god, my hero is standing right in front of me. I just want to shake his hand. And Punk walked away from him. Like, that moment is what causes MJF to snap and do all this shit to CM Punk to beat him twice in his own hometown. And then when Punk pulls out the picture in Nashville, great moment, (laughs) pulls out the picture and he's like, this was just Friday. Like, and it gets this huge babyface pop, but then you watch the next week and you're like, what an asshole! (laughs) Which makes me think, like, did... How much of this did they discuss? Because does CM Punk know that he's about to pull like this whole heart, this like heart pulling story afterwards, or does he just do that for the heat of the moment? And then, then MJF's like, "I'm about to end this man's whole career," <laughs> and then just like, boom, here you I go. I have this weird feeling that, and I'm not saying like I know either of these guys personally or I know how they work, but just you kind of get a sense of how certain people are. I have this feeling that at some point punk and MJF had like a sit down backstage and they're like, how do we tell this story? Because if the stories about AEW are true and it's Tony Khan going, Hey, you two are working together. Here's kind of what I want, but you guys tell the story. Yeah. If that is true, they had a sit down conversation. They were like, okay, cool. What can we do? And MJF goes, oh, well, you're the reason I got into wrestling. And Punk goes, 
oh, well, we got to fucking work with that. And then they just have these little snippets of conversation until so, at some point, you know, Punk goes, hey, I have that picture that went viral a couple of years ago. Why don't we do something with that? And then it's off to the fucking races. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's, that's gotta be it because like the amount of uncertainty going forward, if you didn't know that was coming and then MJF just pulls something like that. Cause now you're like, shit, <laughs> how do well, we go see, from here? How do I too. not? This is what made last night so fucking beautiful is when CM Punk came out and I've seen people shitting on the fact that he came out after the promo. But it made sense the way they did it. It wasn't theme music. It wasn't the big cool entrance. It wasn't, you know, hype to the fans. He came right out, looked MJF dead in the eye and said, was that real? And instead of MJF doing what everybody thought was going to happen, and it's like, oh, here comes Dick Kick City. He just goes, yeah, it was real. Rolls out and leaves. With tears in his eyes. With tears. The actual tears. My wife's sitting next to me while we're watching it. And I was like, he's fucking crying. Are you seeing this shit? There's tears. And it was just like, oh. And, it, and somebody said it in one of the group chats we're in. I feel like it was Blake Buchanan. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry to whoever it was. But when they said that when the day comes, and they'll have to do it because there's enough fans that fucking love him for it to work. When the day comes that MJF does turn babyface, whether it's three, four, five years down the road, those fans are going to go fucking ape shit. Because there's there's two things that hit me last night watching that. One, my trainer used to tell me the best heels are the ones that truly believe in their motivation. I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. So, something along and, those lines. Not that And word, two, but... that the capacity, this is another thing my, my trainer taught me. The capacity for hate is only matched by the capacity for love. So as much space as he's taking up in people's minds and hearts now with hating him, he's already got that space occupied. So when they're ready, when when Tony's ready to pull the trigger and be like, all right, you versus whoever, it's going to be, he's going to go from way over here, biggest heel on the show, to way over here, biggest baby face. I feel a good a good way for them to do that that's natural without forcing anything extra on him and making him something he's not is yeah. don't make him like a baby face because he's a good guy, but make him a baby face because he's somebody who wants to represent the brand. Right. And when he said and that was the other thing he said last night too, which kind of got passed over because the rest of the promo was so fucking insanely good. But when he said, I love professional wrestling and I love AEW. Yeah, it's like that's the premise for a good face turn. If it exactly, comes. and it's those little fucking snippets that AEW is so good at dropping. You know what I mean? Like all the little stuff they did building up to Punk debuting, where everybody knew it was going to be Punk, and obviously it was the most obvious fucking debut ever. Even Tony Khan said, "Look, you're not going to be disappointed." That kind of shit. Yeah, but it was the little things they did before. You know, the Kitty Omega and the Cookie Monster shirt. The Darby Allen drop of the promo is saying, I don't care, you know, come to AEW if you think you're the best in the world. Like, little fucking CM Punk shit all over the place. So, it's already in your mind when it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the stuff I love about AEW is, it's not, I mean, the matches are great, obviously. You know, they're putting on fucking classics every week. But it's it's the little snippets of storytelling that just make it like, 
this is this is so good because then when that shit pays off you're like oh god it was right in front of my face the whole time yeah like all the bullet club stuff like when kitty omega comes back and there's all this fucking chaos around him <laughs> it's all the bullet club guys fighting and and the other thing i'm really enjoying too and we talked about impact earlier is that there is a fucking continuous storyline going on between three different fucking companies right now. AEW, Impact, and New Japan all have fucking Bullet Club shit going on. Because there's the Bullet Club kind of, I don't want to say split in Japan, but there's House of Torture, and then there's the actual Bullet Club. You know, then Bullet Club at AEW, we all know that story. The Bullet Club stuff at Impact with Jay basically kicking G.O.D. out. And bringing back the Good Brothers, who are Kenny's fucking hired guns. It's like... Ooh, just wait until Dad comes home. Oh, when Dad comes <laughs> home, everybody's getting the belt. <laughs> I mean, he's got like three of them, right? Not anymore. No, no not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, he didn't have any. What is it? Uh, At one point, he's going to spank you with five different belts. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna go back to Japan with the with the DDT Iron Heavy Metal Weight title and bring that shit and just be hitting people with the brass knocks on the front. Bro, let's uh let's talk about GCW from last weekend though. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk I, didn't about, watch like, it, the, so. I think the two biggest stories coming out of that, uh, besides my boy John Wayne Murdoch attempting murder on Kevin Gill, which was beautiful. Just thank God. I saw so. that clip. That's like the only thing I saw. Oh, dude! It, but it was it was so great because my my hatred of Kevin Gill, so bad, dude. I I have never sat in my recliner and cussed out a play by play man before. But Kevin Gill, it's almost on a weekly basis. Every GCW show, I'm like, why does he continue to speak? Between Ninja Fuck Mac, which is the stupidest thing ever, his unbridled hatred of John Wayne Murdoch, which I know is mostly storyline, but like, ugh. He's just not good. And you have fucking Dave Prezak sitting there having to carry this motherfucker. Anyway. If anybody can carry it, it's Dave Prezak. Dave Prezak, who's one of the best fucking commentators in the Agreed. business. Agreed. And, and, and has been good for so many years. Like, when he got put in the, the Hall of Fame, I was like, yes. Yes, him more than damn near anybody. Like the women's revolution falls in his lap. So yeah. Um, but I think the two biggest stories of, of last weekend, uh, definitely the Atticus Kogar situation. Uh, you know, Atticus not being on either one of the GCW shows and now promoting the Circle Six show in um in Los Angeles, March nineteenth, with what appears to be. All of 440 on it, which leads me to believe 440 is gone from, from GCW. 440 is fine. 440, so is Bussy. But, I mean, it looks like all of them are gone from GCW. That show also has Christopher Daniels on it. Random as fuck. Masada. Which, fuck it. Put Christopher Daniels versus Masada in my veins, please and thank you. Um... And then the main event appears to be Jacob Fatu versus Schlack, which is, Bro. I get to use it twice in one show. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. 
that's gonna be what gets me copyright claimed. I can feel it. One day that's gonna be the one. We already got one anyway. We got one for your Barry Horowitz video. <laughs> oh yeah, Action Bronson. Oh. No, it wasn't even Action Bronson. It was, was the it? ten second clip of him pinning Skip. Ah, oh, yeah. If you go watch that on YouTube, the video literally skips ten seconds because I just they give you the option just delete that part. But anyway, okay, yeah, then that makes WWE copyright claimed it, and you've used a lot of WWE clips. So the fact that that's the one that got it, well, probably because it's so long. It's only like ten seconds. But oh yeah, well. normally I think it's like a four second clip is like the threshold. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they got us on that one, but it's back up now. So if anybody wants to go watch our interview with Barry Horowitz, be sure to check out YouTube.com. Yeah, slash join YouTube and tell me how good of a job I did at making this Yeah, video. everybody, in all the comments, just put over TJ Vegas's videos. I don't care about the rest of the show. Yeah. Make it into about six minutes in on every episode after me and Robbie and Matt just have a circle jerk. Yeah. And, you know. Play yeah. a nice game of Limp Biscuit. Gotta do what you gotta do. We gotta get ourselves over, man. You know me. I'm just put me over. That's my motto. I invented put me over. I said it over the before we did all this, but uh, I'm just trying to get my name out there. <laughs> just trying to get some press. That might be my new tagline from here on out. I'm just trying out. to get my name out there. But I think the 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 biggest story of the weekend for me was in what seemed to be a throwaway match. It was just going to be. It was supposed to be Ornvite versus Alex Cologne. Alex Cologne gets hurt at um, I want to say the JCW show. Maybe it was H two O Saturday afternoon. He doesn't compete on either one of the GCW shows last weekend. And on Sunday, it was supposed to be Cologne versus Ornvite. Cologne can't make it, and they put Cole Radrick in the match. Huh? And I was like, what? And there's and there's already fuckery all over the ring. So I'm like, Cole Radrick in a death match? Like this small pop punk boy is gonna die. Like the just this the you know, Cole Sadrick, who was also the highlight of the Evo show, by the way. He was very good. Cole Sadrick comes out and has the best death match. And I'm this is not hyperbole. The best death match I've seen in America in probably three years. Damn, now I gotta go and find this. You've gotta find it, bro. You've gotta like dude, drop 12 bucks, go watch it on fucking fight. It is amazing. It's crazy storytelling. Cole goes through this whole fucking evolution through the match of like not really being sure what he's supposed to do in the beginning to being completely fucking into it by the end. He's fucking hitting himself with light tubes. He goes full Marcus or Adam Bueller and cuts himself across the chest with one of the light tubes. He, he takes a fucking what? What's the big ladder they use? Like 16, 18 foot. I think it's a 16. Yeah. 16. He takes a 16 Sets it up. He hits one of those chandeliers over the ring at the showboat. And Prezak's like, Lauderdale doesn't even give a shit about the chairs anymore. Because <laughs> the fucking chandelier almost comes down. Climbs oh, to the top man. of that motherfucker. Hits a senton off the top of the ladder through Orenbite, who is covered in light tubes. We witnessed the birth of a deathmatch star last weekend. I would never have thought of that for him. No. And I mean, I've seen Cole Radrick a few times live. Obviously, I've seen him a bunch of times on on different indie shows. Yeah. Technically amazing. Nice hard hitter for a a smaller guy. 
I mean, I saw him and Daniel Macabe at the Subgrap show back in what November? Yeah, November. Um, just tear it up. Nice technical, fucking crazy match. But Cole Radrick is a deathmatch wrestler. It's it's crazy to say, but like this guy was born for this shit. You would have never expected it. But then by the time it's over, I mean, they show the clips after the match. Alex Colon's the first one to meet him when he comes through the curtain. He tells him it's the death match of the year. The fans that, are chanting is, Cole for TOS. That's a praise right there. If Alex Colon's telling you that yours was a death match of the year candidate, yeah, like that's something. <clears throat> I mean, and I'm. I, I hated the result, but I mean, Cologne versus Murdoch was killer. And I mean, if Cologne said it's better than that, uh, when Murdoch almost died for him. Yeah, Lord. I was going to say, we we were talking about that ourselves, too. And I, I was scared at the end of that. I was like, what the Dude, fuck is going on? I legitimately was scared for my friend at the end of that match. And I was, again, another match where I was cussing out the TV. I try not to be that guy. Like, I I mean, I, we've talked about it on my show. I, you know... I've been in the business. I know what's happening. <laughs> like, I get it. But I, I sit there sometimes and, like, I think that's the beautiful thing about wrestling. When it's done well and you believe in what you're seeing, yeah. anyone can fucking fall into the trap. You know what I mean? Like, anyone can fucking lose that delusion of fucking, you know, what's really happening is, you know, they know what they're doing to each other. But who cares, man? If it's believable, it's believable. I believed in Cole Radrick by the end of last weekend. I I also I believe in Hoodfoot. <laughs> Hoodfoot looks like he's gonna die on a weekly basis. That guy gets color like nobody's business. And him versus Tremont on Saturday night was also very, very good. It it lasted it was one of those matches, and I think me and you have had this conversation about some matches where it went five minutes too long. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, that's definitely the finish. That's a perfect finish. Oh, he kicked out. We got five more minutes of this shit. But you know, the more kickouts there are, the more Dave Meltzer will rate it. Yeah, because Davey's doing a lot of deathmatch rating. I, I wonder sometimes what... Well, you know what? I say I wonder what Dave thinks of fucking deathmatches. But I saw what he rated everything at GCW and Hammerstein, so... The only match he liked was the Lucha match that went so long that the main event only got seven minutes. So, uh, Real quick about that show. I, I, I think I said it with you as well. If you would have taken out Sam Stackhouse and taken out like Hornswoggle and I don't, I don't know. If you would have just left Chelsea Green... X-Pac and Brian Myers in that Matt Cardona, Joey Janela match thing. That's all you would have needed. Everybody else can just fuck off. That was yeah. unneeded. You made the thing go like 40 minutes. I didn't... Like, I could have taken 16 what minutes. They were doing. Like, I, I mean, I got the joke that, oh, it's the Matt Cardona match. They're going to book it way overbooked like WWE would do a major match. I mean, I get that's the joke. And I don't even mind Hornswoggle, like, appearing. But then they did the Hornswoggle-Sam Stackhouse bit, and you're like, okay, all right. Must it, was like, it was like Fat Bastard versus Mini-Me. Like, I'm going to eat you. I'm higher up on the food chain. Yeah, it was it was a bit much. Um, you know, Moxley and Homicide was 
not what I wanted, but I feel like they were having to rush that too. And like they the couldn't last have gotten two matches, I had to rush everything wanted. because of the WWE match and the Lucha match. Yeah, plus you have all the regulations for the New York State Athletic Commission, and you can't use glass, and you can't like openly bleed or anything like that. So like, yeah, you can't like get like good color. Like I think, well, I know Zach bled, but that was only because did he break his nose or something in the middle of the match? Yeah, and they had to have somebody. I think that's when all the overbook shit happened. Because they were because, cleaning him up. Yeah, they were cleaning him up in the corner, so they needed something to go and take your attention away from him. So here's the overbooked bullshit, and then it's like, okay, we're good to go. He's like, finisher, I win. Yeah. I am looking forward to X-Pac and, and Janela versus the Majors Brothers this weekend. Oh, that'll be good. I um, am worried that that's going to be more overbooked bullshit, but I don't think they're going to go as far as they went at Hammerstein. Yeah, there's a couple shows that I want to talk about, but at first, I can I, can I just say how fucking pumped I am to have Biff Busick back? Oh, dude, Biff and Slade was everything I love about professional wrestling. It's like, yo, you just went to the WWE and you proved that you can go, but they didn't use you well enough. Come back to the Indies, and then you almost die. Yeah, yeah. Welcome and back, he- R.I.P. Yeah, dude, and he's got what? He's got Minoru Suzuki, yep. March 31st, which isn't Bloodsport March 31st too, or is that April 1st? <sighs> Fuck, I don't... I have I have the picture for something. Uh, I have too many things on my phone right now. Same. <laughs> but I don't know when that is, but I know he, he has Minoru <sighs> Suzuki, he has Bloodsport, he has... Four other GCW shows that he's doing. Yeah. Like, and I thought just him coming back to Beyond, I thought he was going to do like very minimal things and kind of focus on Beyond in New England. No. And now he's like, no, I want the who's who of fucking everywhere. Dude, that's, I think that's the craziest thing about indie wrestling to me right now is there's so much going on. There's something for everybody, there's something fucking everywhere too. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Northeast scene is fucking wild. It has been for fucking 20 years. <laughs> the Southeast scene, I mean, hashtag Southeast first. We're killing it right now. Dude, Action is where it's at. That's one of my favorite promotions Dude, to watch March right now. March 4th, that's next Friday. That's going to be fucking ridiculous with AC Mack versus Masha Slamovich, Kevin yeah. Koo versus Eric Royal, and uh, just announced the other day, sponsored by your boys at the Uncut Podcast, Bobby Flacco, Bob's here. There we go. Versus Ashton Starr. Ashton Starr, the real MVP, bringing uncharted territory down to Tennessee. Definitely gonna try to check some of that shit out for sure. I mean, That's gonna be sick. dude. And but then the West Coast is popping with obviously PWG, but Prestige and uh, LA Fights and uh, fuck, what's the other one? The West Coast Pro. With, yeah, uh, and, AJ and Gray and, New Texas Pro is killing it too. Dude, New Texas Pro is killing it. Vegas is fucking hot right now. Like, I hate to put them over, but FSW fucking killer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, dude, they got Killer Cross back. Already got the belt. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it, for what I'm about to say. Shout out to our boy Rocky T for fucking. Hey, <laughs> I have no problems right with now. him as a man, as a promoter, as everything. Uh, dude, I've I, left that part of me behind, so I'm focusing on the wrestling part. Dude, shout out Rocky T. Rocky uh, T is the man when it comes I'll to that. I'll see you soon, Rocky. 
Anyway. <laughs> What's hey, that dude. supposed to mean? Hey, man. Uh, no, Shift but you know what's funny? I will be in Vegas in October. So Get out of me. That's a first. You've never said that before. Well, I mean, now we're in a public setting. I need oh, people yeah, to think I'm pure. Dude, so much going on. But, yeah, dude, what else is coming up, man? I know you Okay, fucking, I got you, a you couple got the shows. fucking steady more than I do. Yeah. Um, April, uh, these, are, these shows are in April. These two shows I wanted to plug are in April. So we have a little bit of time. Um, April 16th, Pro Wrestling Revolver uh, presents Swerve's House. Also, Swerve, shout out, just signed to AEW. Yeah. Um, good. I'm going to put it from the bottom up because I don't know how this map, this whole show is structured, but it's going to be uh, the Hoss Fight Scramble. Just just those words alone. It's like, take my money. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Madman Fulton versus Jessica Havoc versus Jake something versus Grizzle Cal Jack versus Crash Jackson versus Beef. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm down with it. Now, wait, now Sammy books that, right? Sammy Callahan? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we got Man Scout Jake Manning versus Dan the Dad. I just want Dan the dad to like coach Jake Manning how to like tie something. Yes. He's like, you know, just a little tighter right there. Oh, there the you go. Good job. Um, then we got the spider web death match. Jake Christ versus Manders. Do I do it? Do I do the thing that you think I'm about to do? No, 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 no. That's up to you. There's big Manders news coming. Let's just leave it there. Okay. Everyone can figure out what it is, but trust me. Get to know um, Manders. But Spiderweb Deathmatch with Manders and Jake Christ. That's going to be fucking brutal. That's going to be... Ugh. There's no way anybody's walking out in one piece. No. Um, Deanna Perrazzo versus Billy Starks. Good for That's Billy. That's going to be good. Um, Hopefully she makes it over the ropes. Revolver Tag Title Match. Uh, the Wolves, Davey Richards, and Eddie Edwards versus the team of Steve Macklin and Weston Blake, known as the Prisoners of Society. Okay. That's a very Joker arc fucking name. It's like, we live in a society. Well, those are the uh, the former uh, Forgotten gutter sons. guys, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gunner just makes a fucking appearance out of nowhere. Gets booed out of the building and then it's about to get political. Oh my god! No, that's control your narrative, which we're not going to discuss. If anyone ever thinks we're going to have a control your narrative portion of the show, that's something I do. I make sure I don't do. I don't talk politics on anything that I do. No. Um. What's except for my music? Then it's all politics. Yes, it is. Um, Shout out, Kilmer. <laughs> I just shouted out myself. That's how it goes. Shout um, out, Kilmer603. Yeah. <laughs> um, Revolver remix title Ace Austin faces Lince Dorado and Trey Miguel. I'm excited for two thirds of that. Okay. Y'all decide which third I don't like. He has a thing, he doesn't like Gia Miller. 
Right. No. Um, Revolver World Title Match: Rich Swan versus JT Dunn. Okay. Okay. And uh, the last match on the card is Swerve the Realist, aka Shade Strickland, versus Ruby Soho. Um. I don't know if this is all like all in the same match or if this is another match. The spacing on this card is fucking terrible. So okay. it's that, but then there's underneath it, it says a moose versus speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So if it's all one, moves, so I'm, I'm a big moose fan, but I, I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, fucking match the whole, every match on there looks pretty good. And then here's one that here's some stuff that you'll like. Uh gotta find the actual flyer on so I can give you the date. April 9th in uh New York Avenue, Atlantic City. We got Satu Jin versus my boy Vinny Shenzo. Alright. And you got John Wayne Murdoch versus Brandon Kirk. This is that, um, yeah, I've seen Violence for the Murdoch. sake of dot, dot, dot. I literally, I texted John when he announced that match and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, how dare you wrestle my other favorite indie wrestler? <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do for that match. Now you know how I feel when I have to watch Celtics versus Heat all the time. Oh. I'm just like, oh, fuck. This is going to hurt. But, like, whoever wins, I win. Yeah. So I'm um, glad to be a Bucks fan. <laughs> um, but then we also have Bam Sullivan on there. We got nice. Casey Cattell on there. We God got awesome. Reed Bentley on there. Reed. So we're wrapping on everything. Um, then we have Sawyer Wreck on there. Randy West on there. I think Randy West. Um, Sadie Suicide's on there. Lou Dark and um, Casanova Valentine. I couldn't read it yeah, for a that's second. The, uh, that's the one where it's the um, it's a, it's a four-woman deathmatch tournament and then four men and then the fucking winners of those tournaments fight each other. Oh, I, so I didn't see anything is an about it. gender deathmatch. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, fucking yeah. sick. Sandman's on that show, too. Yeah, it's an appearance. It doesn't say that yeah. he's wrestling. I'm sure he's going to cane John. I'm sure John's going to get that out of his system. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we got those, and that's pretty fucking sick, dude. Dude, that show is sick. Uh, yeah. Dude, Action Wrestling coming up next weekend, March the 4th. Going to be fucking solid. We talked about that earlier. Uh, fucking, uh, I'm going to be at Resolute Wrestling next Friday night uh, in Crossville, Tennessee, seeing the good brother, Draven Frost. Uh, Draven Lee's on that show. I think Toby Farley's on that show. If he is, we're going to talk. Uh, it'll be a lot of dudes that I've known for years on that show. Got some friends coming into town. We're all going to go see Resolute Wrestling. And if you want to see your boy live and in person, spitting blood like a crazy person, March 27th, Centerville, Tennessee, at the Stables Event Center, Nick White returns to the ring for the first time in over a year, managing J.C. Crow for the first time in over three years at the Rumble for Row. Great benefit show. It's going to be awesome. Just making sure everybody gets hydrated. Gonna be, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, well, TJ, it's been fun, you fucking prick. Okay, I actually just found the uh, card for this Sunday's prestige event. So this is oh, what yeah, this is what I want to end with because this is pretty stacked too. Um, four way tag team match: Sonico and Nick Wayne versus the West Coast Wrecking Crew versus C Four versus the Midnight Heat. Um, I. That last team's name sounds so so. What is dumb. it? Like Dennis Condry and Stevie Ray. I don't even know who their names are. Oh god, I've I've heard of one of those people. No, I've heard of Sonica. Um, um, six person scramble match: Kevin Blackwood versus Kid Bandit versus Adrian Quest versus Ethan HD versus Tyler Bateman versus MV Young. Just kid bandit just outliving his best life, isn't he? Dude, I'm I'm so happy because like you're just like be you to your fullest extent and love it, and they're just like I, I bet. Look, man, I again we don't talk politics. I know there are people out there that don't like kid bandit because of who he is. I'm not one of those. I I don't know. Maybe I finally have grown up. But that motherfucker is out having the time of his goddamn life, her her life, their their life. I don't know his yeah, pronouns. I would just say their just their life, having safe. the time of their lives. It kind of works for everything. Him. Let him let him let him do it. Just that kid is fucking ridiculous in the ring. I don't care what they do. Not even a year in. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I've seen I've seen a couple full matches, but I've seen a lot more like highlight videos ridiculous what this kid can do but the the card just gets more stacked as we go because we got jtg jade the god versus clark connors that'll be ridiculous we got devil's playground drexel versus vinnie massaro yeah shout out vinnie massaro hit me up he's i love that dude that's your Um, boy Delilah Doom versus Chelsea Green. I'm a big Delilah Doom fan, have been for years. So I'm and excited I'm a big for that. Chelsea Green fan. So that yeah. works out nicely for us. Now we now we gotta fight. <laughs> um PCO versus Calvin Tankman. Sir. I've never gone for three in one episode. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> I've never got to hit it three times. I got to hit mid like nine times in one episode, but um, then we got Taya Valkyrie versus Viva Van. Oh, and that, shout out Viva Van for having a crazy year last year, man. Didn't she have like four titles at one time? Four titles at once. I've been following her on Reddit for like ever because she, she posted Squared Circle a lot. And like she was, I think she was about to quit at one point and then magically she fucking had like four titles the next month. It was crazy. Yeah, just do what I do. Have two titles and then be like, I'm out. That's all you gotta do. Fuck this shit, do. I'm out. Um, and then you got the fatal four-way for the prestige title, Alex Shelley versus Tom Lawler versus Dom Castle versus Mike Bailey. That's going to be wild. That whole show, it this is on par with that last show, Roseland 2. And I feel like they, they have so many mat- events like posted already. They have February booked, March booked, April booked, and May booked all right now. Dude, and they, they're, just they're doing big things, snacks. I think. Like I said, when they hit me up, like they have so much going on, dude. That that they've got big shit. Planned. Our Twitter is blowing up because of them. <laughs> dude, yes, 
Them and AAW. You probably blow it up because of prestige. Mine blows up because of action wrestling. Like anything happens in the southeast, I wake up to twelve notifications easily. Like I look at Twitter, I just go to the Uncut Podcast page. I'm like, that's a lot. None of that is about me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me go retweet some of this. Uh, so that's oh, that's dude. all I got right now. So dude. indie wrestling's on fire, and dude, uh, Mania weekend's coming up. Uh, I have a bad feeling that if I don't like take time myself and like put put out like I need vacation time or something, I'm just not gonna be able to watch any of it. I have. I, I really hope I get either Saturday or Sunday off that weekend from the real world, just so I can watch the entire collective because they're so. The I'm gonna get some time off of the real world. Shows. I want to get time off the real world so that I can go and watch Road Rules. It's what I do, Nick. I put up scare pop culture references and everything. If any, I God, I hope more people than just me and you get that reference. Applin will get it. Shout out Tommy Dyer, Matt Applin, whatever his name is, Maticus Kogar. Our fucking New Zealand friend who's more American than most Americans. He just needs uh, to move here and get it over with. Come home. Come home, Matt. Come to He's going to listen to this whole episode. He'll probably listen to both of these just because why not? He's got nothing yeah. about time. Hear the That's same good... goddamn podcast twice. He's going to get 20 minutes into yours and be like, why do I feel like I've heard this before? This is the quickest thing of deja vu I feel I've ever had. Dude, we gotta we gotta do this more often. Hell yeah, I'm down with that. Dude, we gotta like we gotta talk. We got we might have to make this a thing. I'm down for two podcasts in a week. Yeah, fuck it. Dude. I got Fridays off. <laughs> I I don't, but we'll figure something out for the weekends. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll take this computer and just go hide somewhere. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dude, it has been a blast. Shout out Thanks. to fucking the indie movement. If you're listening to his show. Then go listen to my show too. Yeah. Not this episode. The Uncut Podcast. <laughs> yeah, go listen to the Uncut Wrestling Podcast. You can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, somewhere else. We're not on SoundCloud, but we should be. Uh, then, um, there's also okay. my favorite rapper right over there, Kill Murray 603. Check out the Just Play Filthy Podcast, the Indie Movement Podcast. Both in the same place. Out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we put the Just Plain Filthy podcast with the Uncut po- uh, with the Indie Movement podcast on the JPF Spotify, so you can find us all in the same place. New episodes every Friday uh, on that. So uh, we're also on TikTok at the Indie Movement. Indie spelled in like not good because like I put a Y. Right yeah. So if you're if you're watching this, just type that in, and pretty much every social media, and you will find us. It's a lot easier to do. Um, for that graphic that I made for this, I just said Spotify, YouTube slash podcast places. I saw that. I appreciate yeah. that. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking need to list like ten things. Screw that. Def- and then definitely also go check out at the Ace Nick White on Twitter, on TikTok. Check out Uncut underscore Podcast, like you see scrolling across the screen. Also on I'm- Twitter and TikTok. We don't have an Instagram. We should. Yeah, I tried to tag you guys on Instagram, and I was like, nope, that's nothing. Right. I can't find them. So, 
Yeah, and check out Love Panda 24x48 because I'm uh, contractually required to say that. DJ, it's been a blast. I love you, brother. Be sure to check out the Uncut Wrestling Podcast next week when our guest will be Black G's. It's going to be awesome. Former CCW champion, current NWA superstar. It's going to be a blast. And I'm working on that video right now. The video is going to be sick because they always are because TJ kills it. I never point the right way. I, I did that earlier and I was like, yeah, uncut. And I was like this and I was like, I'm not uncut this way. Yo, what's up? Dude, this is episode 28 of the Uncut Wrestling Podcast. And I still don't know which direction to point. And that's even worse when you consider how many episodes of the original one the podcast there were. And the fact that I knew results on that event thing I did <laughs> for StreamYard. And I still don't know which way to point. So, wow. <laughs> Love you guys. If you, uh, you don't listen to the Uncut Podcast or the Indie Movement, you are clearly... Mid! And since Robbie's not here, you know what you have to do, right? DJ, how many clicks is it? Two clicks. <laughs>